0: Welcome to the Commodity Culture Podcast, where we interview prominent investors in the commodity space to give you the inside scoop on the emerging commodity super cycle. And now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to Commodity Culture Interviews. My name is Jesse Day, and on this program, we dive into the commodity sector for both new and experienced investors. And today we're going to be talking all about silver with special guest, Economic Ninja, who has over 185,000 subscribers on YouTube, talks about commodities, geopolitics, and the global economy to help you protect your wealth in these turbulent times. Ninja, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Thank you for being on. So let's get right to it. Can you start us off with what was your... uh? Journey into investing? Where did you get started?
1: Yeah, so growing up, I always had little side hustles, everything from selling candy uh, in junior high to a baseball card shop in high school to where I found myself investing in stocks and mutual funds in the late 90s. Uh, I was really excited, learned everything I could about tech stocks, especially because that was the dot com boom. Then I started to listen to people that had a contrarian view, like Peter Schiff, talking about how this is turning into a bubble, people need to be prepared, we're getting a little crazy. And I listened. I listened to him and a handful of other people, and I started to sell off my dot com stocks and move into uh, the bond market. And I was very fortunate that I saw that happen and was able to not only pick up the pieces, but I was worth a lot more because as the tech stock sector fell apart, I had all my money still there. So then I took that in the early two thousands. I started to buy real estate heavily starting in two thousand one, and by two thousand five, I was running for the hills, screaming the market's going to crash and Thank Kevin. I was right on that one. It took many years for that to happen, but what I started to realize is that markets work in cycles, and so for the last 12 years now, I've been preparing for the largest cycle there is, and that is a currency cycle, which is already starting to collapse right now as we speak.
0: So speaking of silver, which is the main topic we're talking about today, what makes silver such a special commodity when we compare it to everything else that's out there?
1: Yeah, so I first started learning about silver when this last cycle started. Uh, when I when I started investing in silver it was around 2010. I think uh, I bought my first ounce around 18 dollars an ounce, and it was because I was learning about currencies and how currencies collapse. They go through cycles, right? No currency sticks around forever. It may have the same name, but it's going to be totally different flavor, right? Well, the reason why I learned about silver and gold is because of what was happening with the currencies worldwide. and What happens to silver when currencies revalue or go through, let's say, a reset, for lack of better terms. And so I was really involved in silver. Like I said, since $18, I saw the run up to 50, kept buying. But what got me really excited is when silver came off of its top, you know, tapping the top at 50 and then coming down, Watching the Federal Reserve go through a panic moment from 2015 to 2018, when they had to switch up their plan and try and save us from another crash, which was ironically between seven and 10 years each each cycle. And now that got me even more pumped. So I've already forgot the question, to be honest with you. But that's what, that's what got me into silver. Yeah, Sorry. that
0: that that was exactly it. Um oh, never mind,
1: I didn't forget the question.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and what makes it different from other commodities? Um and so speaking of different commodities, I'd like to touch on gold for a second because there's a lot in common and a lot different you know both are monetary metals but gold is known so much more as that and has much less of a industrial component whereas silver not a lot of people look at it as a monetary metal as much and it's got so many industrial uses so do you see them both as you know everybody should own both or do you see them as complementary assets how do you look at it
1: i'm a massive silver bug first off yes uh, gold and silver have been monetary models and viewed as that all throughout time until just about the last 100, 150 years, where silver really started to take forefront because there were so many um, exciting inventions that were made because of silver. Uh, Silver is tied to more patents and use cases than any other uh, metal on earth. It is very important. It is very vital. We literally physically could not go on with life as as it's known today, without silver. Now, when it comes to gold and silver being monetary metals, I think those days are over. Silver is now transitioning into a full-blown industrial metal. And as many people around the internet would love to think that someday, when the economy collapses, we're going to go back to a gold and silver standard. That is totally not true in my or capable uh, in my opinion, because to have a physical gold and silver standard, sure, we can. We have a lot of gold out there. We can make really tiny, small coins. But silver is totally different. See. Um, Decades and decades ago, uh, we started using silver at such a rapid pace when it came to the invention of rocketry, uh, things like stinger missiles, uh, solar panels, water filters, and everyday electronics like our smartphones, right? They now cannot be made without it. And because it's used in such a finite um, uh, amount, it's hard to actually extract it back through the recycling process, okay? So I think that as of about 100 years ago, really... For sure, 50, 60 years ago, gold and silver started that separation. Now, there's that means, in my opinion, there's not enough physical silver to mint coins and hand them out. And that's just not going to happen. Can we see a silver backed currency? Yes. Can we see a gold backed currency? Yes. Do the powers that be want to see a physical or a gold, silver backed currency? No, they don't, because that takes away their ability to print currency and um, you know, whenever they want at for whoever they want uh gold and silver bring uh honesty into the uh, monetary policy uh do i believe it's going to explode in price soon absolutely from everything from inflation to industrial demand i think this is the beginning of what is looking to be the biggest bull market for commodities primarily gold and silver going forward
0: you mentioned recently in one of your videos that silver was the achilles heel of the current financial system the current economic system, Wall Street, et cetera. Could you elaborate on that?
1: Yeah. So everybody knows that the Achilles heel, you take out someone's Achilles, it just, it takes you down. And uh, I've actually had a, an Achilles uh, heel that was uh, hurt for a couple of years. It was swollen, inflamed, and I could barely walk around for quite some time. And when I say Achilles heel, first off, I want to give credits to a gentleman named Bix Weir. It's done a lot of research in this this sector of the market and the silver industry. And it's very easy to see that if the powers of be lost control of the fiat currency, and the only reason they have power right now is because of faith and confidence in that currency, they would lose the ability to just print it and have value. We see gold and silver being known as monetary metals throughout history, or anything really, like what we just saw in nickel were exploded in value because of a short squeeze. Uh, If gold and silver start to rise exponentially, what happens is everybody takes their eyes away from the printing press and the financial news, and they look over there and they go, what's going on? And everyone's like, don't worry, don't worry, don't look over there. It's good. Like, why is it going up so much? And I mean, we're just now seeing that with gold pumping its all-time high, silver is still well below it. But what happens is every time it bumps its all-time high, uh, like in gold's uh, situation, that's on the headlines. Hey, gold's hitting an all-time high. People are like, why? Well, then they go back into history and they figure it out really quick. Oh, it's because your currency is collapsing. And a lot of people, it sounds funny, even investors. I know people that are multi-millionaires that say dollar is not falling and they'll pull up a a chart of the Dixie and they'll go, look, it's fine. Look at the chart. And I go, that's only the dollar in comparison to other currencies. It's the uh, best smelling turd in the punch bowl. Sorry for the the thought, but it's true. Um, They're all turds. They're all crap. And uh, that one just doesn't look so bad, right? And so they're all falling in value, and we know that because uh, they're all falling in value to all kinds of things around the world, especially gold and silver. However, gold and silver haven't made their run yet because of the mindset of human beings. That's all that brings value to anything on earth is how someone perceives value. There was something called a tulip mania that a lot of us like to laugh at, but it was a real thing back then, or a beanie baby mania, but it was a real thing back then. And right now, the real thing is that gold and silver are about to punch through a roof because nobody has figured it out yet that, oh, the currencies are collapsing. Maybe we need to move into the sector.
0: Now, there's a lot of shenanigans also going on in the sector in terms of manipulation with paper contracts, people like the LBMA and COMEX changing rules. And a lot of investors are kind of saying, what's the point? Because we're, we've we been stacking for so long, they keep smashing down the price whenever it goes up. So could you maybe touch on how they manipulate it? And you know, what is the light yeah. at the end of that tunnel?
1: First off, they're thieves. Uh, and I'll give you an example. Um Anytime you enter into a contract and they change the rules on you, uh, that's that's a form of, of theft, right? But they do something in really interesting ways, and they, they start these changes in their contract at a specific time or date, and it's moving forward. We've just changed the rules. We've just changed the way we've done business. It's nothing illegal. It's just how we do things, right? And people don't realize that. It's like people That are retiring and they started a retirement plan where they made three percent at 50, let's say, at 50 years old, and then they notice a few more people got hired five years later and they say, Isn't it awesome? These benefits they go, Yeah, we were so lucky to get in at two and a half percent at 50. They go, What are you talking about? and then a couple of years later, it's two percent at 50. Point is, is that that pension fund does not have the money to keep the same uh, level of lifestyle that it did when it first started. And so that's the exact same thing that's happening in the gold and silver markets so with the COMEX, the LBMA, I mean, pick your flavor. The facts are they just changed the rules. One way they change the rules is they say, we are going to um, uh, only allow delivery for X amount of contracts. Let's say somebody has five contracts um, of silver They can deliver those. But then they go, you know what, from now on, it's 10 contracts. Now it's 20 contracts. And essentially what they've done is they have the big master plan, the the computer screen in front of them. They say, if we go to 25 contracts, well, then really only 2% of all the holders of SLV will be able to take delivery. And since we have that much silver, we're good. Another way they do it is they just simply say, well, instead of physical delivery, we're going to settle you in cash. And that's good because and it's in the fine print, it says that we changed it. We can settle in either metal or cash, depending on delivery dates or, uh, you know, stuff going on in the market. And you're made whole. You can't sue us because all you have to do is turn around, take the money and go buy silver tomorrow. So that's how they manipulate it. People don't realize it. Now, when you said people go, what's it worth? Well, let me tell you what it's worth. I was talking to Rick Rule one day and uh, he admitted on my channel that he was wrong. And he apologized for it. Rick is an amazing person, amazing intellectual. I wish I had a third of his brain. He said, when this whole thing started with Wall Street Silver in what, 2021, I believe it was, uh, and we saw a squeeze happening. We saw a squeeze happening because a bunch of people on Reddit that were excited uh, during the Wall Street bets movement were watching AMC and GME move up during an epic short squeeze. They started circulating information about the silver markets. And they said, hey, if you want something to squeeze, go check out Silver. Well, it created quite a stir on Reddit, so much uh, so that it actually made the tickers on the Wall Street Bets ticker board on CNBC, and you watched the uh, Wall Street literally melt down, and they instantly had Reddit kick everybody off of that forum that was simply talking about silver. What does that tell you? So they started their own community, and I'm going back to Rick Rule here. And they started sharing stories and information and photos and videos about the silver manipulation. And what you saw was uh, vaults start being drained. And Rick said he was wrong because he said that uh, these these kids are nothing different than the Hunt brothers. And they're going to be taken down because the COMEX is simply going to change their mind. What Rick didn't realize at the time and then later on found out quickly, he said, I was completely messed up. The Hunt brothers are three guys with leverage. This is a, Wall Street. Silver's a million kids with cash, and he goes. I watched them drain the Ottawa vaults. <laughs> he goes, they're doing something. Well, with that being said, something else amazingly happened. See, in the silver market, uh, silver one thousand ounce bars are for industrial purposes. It's moved around either it's loaned against, vaulted, or, or and stored for industrial purposes. And with that being said, it never carried a premium over spot. Maybe three cents over spot per ounce. As of right now. I haven't checked with my brokers, but uh, they said, I want to say the last was 80 cents over spot for a thousand ounce bar. That means that is how seriously squeezed we are right now. So I will say that everyone has been doing their job of picking up physical to the point, And we've never seen this before. I did a video on this and it just went gangbusters where you could take a uh, you could buy a thousand ounce comex bar from an online retailer. Because after a while, the premiums were getting so much. People with money were going, heck with it. Give me a 1,000-ounce bar. And we started seeing all the big players start to sell 1,000-ounce bars in droves. So to to say that right now is different than any other time in silver investing history is the understatement of the world.
0: So if we were to take everything we, we just talked about and condense it into one thesis, like let's say somebody comes to you and says, I've heard what you have to say, like, What's the main reason I should invest in silver and what's the best way to do it?
1: First off, you invest in silver, it's about freedom that's it. You're separating yourself from the monetary system. The paper fiat system is a Ponzi system that is built on debt and death. And I've heard that many times before on the internet. That's not what I, that's not my phrase. I didn't coin it, but it is very true. Anytime you take out a debt or a loan on a car that you can't afford, or you a credit card, you are literally dying slowly. Okay. When you own physical gold and silver in your hand, or you have it vaulted somewhere, you have real wealth. That's something that came from the ground that cannot be Duplicated, they can't fake it. It's like owning land, water, oil—anything that comes from the earth is real wealth. That's what billionaires own, right? So why not be part of that crew? Um, if if anyone has any doubt, or they tell me I don't have money for it, I said you're you're nuts. Do you like Starbucks coffee? And the answer is always yes. And I go, cool. You have enough right now for a silver quarter or two silver dimes. Why don't you go do that? Go put them in your uh, nightstand or in a safe, and now you have wealth. And, and people don't realize that wealth starts with a decision, a decision to have something that nobody else has, and you have it in your possession, They you can't take it away from you. There's no counterparty risk. So that would be the biggest takeaway um, that I would want to share with your followers is that every day that you go and buy a silver dime or a silver ounce or possibly a gold ounce, you are literally ahead of more than 1% of the world. Right now, uh, I think last time I checked, if you spread out all of the silver around the world... Per ounce, you'd be able to give every person on Earth one one tenth of one percent. So, if those numbers are true, think about what happens when all of a sudden you own five ounces. You're ahead of what? Oh, that's fascinating math. It's like 50, fifty. I don't even know. That's fascinating. But you get my
0: point. Yeah. And so, would you say that physical bullion is the best way? What about ETFs or mining stocks? Do you think having in your hand is just
1: yeah. far well, and
0: above the way to go?
1: ETFs are completely fake. It's a derivative. Uh, there's no exposure to the physical. And if there is, they always say it's there's exposure to paper shares like SLV. It's crap. Do not buy that stuff. Um, we're about to experience, you're about to wake up to a morning where there is a sell-off so bad when people figure out what ETFs are. It is insane. It is bigger than the dot-com bust and the MBS bust together. Okay? So ETFs are crap. Um, mining shares are awesome, but you got to do a lot of due diligence on my channel. I talk about it a lot. I just got back from um, two mining tours. Um, I'm learning about it because that's when you get leverage to the sector. Okay. Um, I like to follow famous investors like Eric Sprott, Michael Gentili, people like that. But the first thing you do is physical you, and it sounds funny. You got to get it in your hand. And I'll tell you what, I've seen people hold on to two silver coins and clang them together and see the look on their face. It's awesome, but it's nothing like the first time somebody buys a physical ounce of gold and it's different than the rings you wear and you hold it in your hand and it's not for showing off, but inside it's, it's a I'm telling you, it's a weird connection. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. I've noticed that as well. Stacking physical silver, just sometimes I just like to bring out the bars and coins and hold them and just look at them. It's almost like a, um, like an evolutionary psychology. Like we, we recognize it as real money, right? Like it's something in our brains.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I had a Mickey Mantle rookie card. It was the Bowman, not the Tops. And it was only worth in its condition about six, 5000 six bucks. 6000 I ended up selling that a little while back when silver was at um, $18, $17, I want to say. And uh, it was a couple of years ago. And it was because, and I loved pulling that Mickey Mantle baseball card out because it was so rare. And it was sitting in a thick, uh, one-inch thick slab of acrylic case to protect it. It was so rare. And I'll be honest with you, I, I I sold it that day. I traded it for the silver, and the guy goes, "Man, it's a pretty big deal. These things are pretty rare." And I said, "You watch when I when this thing flips, I'll take that silver and I'll own the Mickey Mantle Bowman. I mean, the the tops card, which I think I don't even know what sits at right now two hundred fifty thousand bucks, but it'll be an easy flip. And so I'll trade up. So that's the way I look at silver right now.
0: Awesome. This has been a very informative conversation. Is there anything else you think people should know uh, about silver other than what we've covered?
1: You know, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of people out there wanting to buy silver because they're speculating because they're wanting the price go up. It's a long term game. Do not expect to get rich overnight. That's insanity if you think you are. Understand that if you think that way, you're a speculator, not an investor. I've been invested in this uh, from 18 to 50 and all the way back down to 13 bucks. And I'm super stoked I did it. It's been 12 years. I've, I've grown wealth in other ways, right? And every time I flip a Bitcoin, I buy silver or something like that. The last thing I want to tell people is that this is no joke right now. Start buying some food because things are going to get nutty in the next six months. I don't care how much. And, and people say all the time, we well, can't eat silver. I'm like, well, you can't also put a dollar in your gas tank. I'll give you 10 bucks if you shove a dollar down your tank too. But it is true, you can't sell, you can't eat silver, but you don't want to be in a position to have to sell your silver because you're starving or food is exploding in price. So that would be the tragedy. So be smart about it. Don't put everything into it. Don't put it all into one bag, Uh, buy some silver, but look at also at storing up some food right now because you can't lose with that right now.
0: Thank you so much, Ninja. Where can people find you and connect with you online?
1: Uh, the biggest place is the Economic Ninja channel on YouTube. I'm all over the place on different platforms, but really that's the easiest way. I've got websites and all that stuff. So when you go to one of the YouTube channels, in the video description, you'll see all kinds of stuff going on there.
0: Okay, awesome. We'll link to your YouTube channel in the show and hope to have you back on again in the future. Thanks
1: so much, man. Keep crushing it.
0: Commodity Culture is a podcast that covers investing in commodities and natural resources. If you'd like to hear more, be sure to subscribe so you are always alerted of the latest episodes.